Welcome to the Ecom Breakthrough Podcast. Are you ready to unlock the full potential and growth in your business? You've already crossed seven figures in sales, but the challenge is knowing how to take your business to the next level. Join Josh Hadley, an eight-figure e-com business owner and investor, as he interviews highly successful business owners. Get ready, because you're going to learn specific actions you can take today to help your business reach its full potential and leave a lasting impact on the world. Welcome to the Ecom Breakthrough Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hadley, where I interview the top business leaders in e-commerce. Previous guests include Kevin King, Stephen Pope, and Roland Frazier. Today, I'm speaking with Mark Casey, CEO of House of AMZ. And we're going to be talking a lot about launching new products, product optimization, and driving some external traffic. This episode is brought to you by Ecom Breakthrough Consulting, where I help seven-figure companies grow to eight figures and beyond. If you've hit a plateau and want to know the next steps to take your business to the next level, then go to ecombreakthrough.com. That's ecom with two M's to learn more. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Mark Casey. For the past seven years, Mark has studied the Amazon algorithm to understand how it works and how we can work along with it to rank products. He has traveled the world to speak and share these techniques with the largest sellers worldwide. Mark's personal background is marketing and branding, having brands of his own along with his Amazon knowledge working under the nine-figure brand. Combining those together is how House of AMZ was born. Where Mark can help is to optimize your products and brand, not only for the outside world, but mainly on Amazon, which is its own ecosystem in itself. So welcome to the podcast, Mark. Thank you very much. Yeah, good morning. How are you? Hey, I'm, I'm doing great. Thanks again for joining me. And I apologize for my voice, both to the listeners and to yourself. I lost so my voice coaching hockey practice and wow. yelling, shouting at the kids um, because there's multiple teams on the ice. So you have to speak <laughs> relatively loud. And uh, it, it did my voice in, that's for sure. So I apologize yeah. about that. All good. Yeah, no worries. <clears throat> but Mark, I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. We met at the Sell and Scale Summit put on by Helium 10 about a month ago. Mm -hmm. And you spoke on stage. I think you were only given about 10 or 15 minutes at best. And the amount of knowledge that you shared in those 10 to 15 minutes was unreal. Um, I took down a lot of notes and I'm sure you could dive in a little bit deeper on each of those topics. And so that's why I wanted to bring you on the podcast, share your wealth of knowledge with our audience who are established sellers, right? They've already been doing seven figures. They're looking to go to eight figures and beyond. And so I want to get into like detailed strategies, things that people can implement today to improve their rankings on Amazon and, you know, continue to scale their business further. So, Mark, tell me kind of how you got into the Amazon world. You've been studying the algorithm, you know, for quite a while now. Tell me how how you got interested in that in your journey up to this point. Yeah, 100%. Well, first of all, it makes me comfortable that you said that people are established sellers who are listeners because oftentimes I give a lot of different seminars, speeches, or podcasts where people are questioning, like, what's the honeymoon period? And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm usually speaking about things that are, like, past that stage. Um, so it makes me very comfortable, and I hope to share a lot of fun and cool things today. Um, my background, so I've always done marketing, branding. I've always been in the business world. 
Um, but I started working um, with someone in the health and beauty space, and I've helped them with all their marketing and branding kind of to build the brand up. So they offered me a position to work their Amazon. And this was like, I would say closer to eight years ago where it was like Amazon wasn't what it is now. So I'm like, no, what's this Amazon thing? So I, I, I declined. And then they pushed me again to do this Amazon. You know, I, I, I thought of it as like a gig. I'm like, okay, what's this, you know? So I pushed myself and I ended up doing it. And I, I did it a little bit here, a little bit there, started researching and understanding what it is. Um, and then ever since then, that kind of like grew up from there. They were doing also, I would say, maybe like seven or eight million on Amazon. Um, fast forward till today, they're doing over a hundred million. They're in Rite Aid, they're in CBS wow. and Target. Yeah. So I really took the time to understand, hey, what's, uh, what's Amazon looking for? What's, I, I want to understand the algorithm to kind of feed it and understand it. And if you're hitting the right points, then Amazon's going to reward you for that. So I took the time to actually understand it. Um, and they kind of blend that together with my marketing knowledge and combine the two. And that's kind of what we do now is like, you know, create and design listings, but according to the Amazon SEO and algorithm kind of rule book. So that's, that's the idea. That's kind of my background. So whenever I give like tips and tricks, it's coming from that point of view rather than like, Oh, you know, just do a, B and C and, you know, like something basic. Yeah, that's fascinating background, Mark. And it sounds like you have a lot of experience. So how did you get into, you know, creating House of AMZ and, you know, sharing your tactics and helping other brands scale up then? Sure. So it's funny. So like I always done things like on my own. I have my own brands that I work with, which are off Amazon, surprisingly. But um, I never even thought of running an agency, to be honest with you. But a lot of people saw like, you know, my ideas and my work and they asked me to like, hey, can you help me out too? Can you help me out too? And before you know it, we're working with like real large companies, like such as like Clorox, Levi's, um, Dickies, like real, real brands that, you know, consulted with me um, on like different tactics and strategies on how to help them with their Amazon business. When I was very surprised about that. So as time came along and it really became like a full time type of thing, I, like, I still have my businesses running, but, um, you know, we started growing it and growing it. And. I usually don't get up and just speak. I'm, I'm a people's person and I love networking with people, but if you ask me to just get up on a stage, I mean, well, back then I would never have done it. So someone asked me, hey, we're throwing this Amazon like kind of meetup. There should be 40 people there. Are You, you want to get up and just share some ideas? And I was like very hesitant about it. Um, I ended up pushing myself and doing it. I show up to the room and everyone, everyone heard like, you know, who's this guy? Because I've been hearing about him. It was like 120 people in a small little room. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? And I always look back to that speech and I laugh. But it, it was fun. It was one of my first. I didn't know what in the world I was doing in regards to speaking. And all these people who I didn't know. But nowadays, I just get up and speak. And I, I, I love it. It's fun. And this is kind of my passion and what I do. So, in short, that's kind of how our agency came to life is because I have my marketing background. And then I got all this Amazon knowledge. And we combined it together. And we really delivered just, you know, listings that really work and things that convert and we include all our tactics, ideas, and, and, and like, you know, everything strategies into the work we deliver. Yeah. That's fascinating. And you do such a good job speaking. So I think your, your skills have, uh, I think you're very confident on the stage now, so to speak. Uh, so Mark, you've studied the algorithm for seven years. You, I would argue you would consider yourself an expert when it comes to, ranking products on Amazon. So 
tell us, you know, can you break down the Amazon algorithm to our listeners and tell us what you are seeing that Amazon cares about when it comes to ranking products today? So if you have another six hours, I could, <laughs> I could go in depth. Um, no, but so, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, well, first of all, a lot of things change within the Amazon algorithm. Many, many things. Like, it's always changing, evolving, and growing, and it's there's so much to it. But what I always like to break it down and explain to people in, in a very simple way is that every little thing that a, the shopper does, Amazon takes into account. And what that means is every little thing from how you clicked and how you even got how you even got to Amazon, you know, backing up all the way there, how you got to Amazon, what keyword you search when you got there, how long, like every little point in detail. So really, so we, we really broke it down and, and saw, okay, so someone goes on a listing onto Amazon. Where do they come from? Do they come from a Facebook ad? Do they come from a referral from, let's say, WhatsApp, from their friend? Um, and then once they once they're on Amazon, what did, what keyword did they type in? Once they type in the keyword, how long were they on the re results page for? Once they're on the results page, what listings did they click? So meaning, did they just click on yours and others? Did they go on others and then yours, or was it just yours? Now we're on the listing, right? So let's say I type in sports water bottle and I click on your listing. Now, how long are you on the listing for? Is it just you saw it and you added it to cart right away and you're done? It was an instant purchase. Um, or was it something that you engaged with the listing? So Amazon looks, if they engage with the listing and they looked at the reviews and the pictures and they really invested five minutes on your listing to look at it and do everything and added it to cart, that's where you're going to get the success because Amazon sees that you really invest the time. So all these small little details is what Amazon takes into account um, with their algorithm and, and that's what gives you kind of like the power. But there's a lot, obviously a lot more to it, but just, just to break it down for you on kind of what it insists. Yeah, I love that. And Mark, I've also heard from another seller that was previously on the podcast that Amazon is even in factoring in how many products you've launched or released on Amazon recently. Is that something that you've heard of and could vouch for that that's yeah. true? Like Amazon wants you bringing new stuff to the platform regularly? To be honest, I can't vouch for it because I haven't seen any data, but I was actually sitting with someone yesterday and he was telling me, he's like, we have like free products, but we need to launch more. We need to show that we have more. And so, I, yeah, I think it, it, it does take something into account and Amazon sees. Also, they see that you're not just a one-man band, like just to launch one product and that's it. Like they want to see that you're more of an official store and you're, you know, you're keeping up to date. I don't know if it directly impacts it, to be honest, but I can see where, yes. Awesome. Okay. So, Mark, what I would love to dive into now then is, let's say I've got a brand new product that I want to launch on Amazon. What are some of the tactics, best practices that you would encourage anybody to do? And maybe some of the special sauce that you add with House of AMZ to launch a brand new product. Then after that, we'll talk about how do we relaunch maybe an old product that's been on there for a couple years? Rankings have fallen off. But let's start first with a brand new product, no history on Amazon. What are the first steps and what, what are some of the most important things to be focused on, Mark? So this is one of the top questions I get all the time. And it's, it's hard because six years ago, five years ago, you couldn't pay a reviewer. They'll leave a review and you can get like, you know, 50 reviews within two days with no problem. Nowadays, it's really hard. It's really, really hard because, so taking into account the Honeymoon 
Um, there's so much that goes involved into that. And then you also want your reviews at the same time. So now imagine you're launching a product, um, it hits FBA, your honeymoon period is starting, and then you have no reviews. So you spend the first two or three weeks pushing it through either through Vine or through PPC and through everything. By the time your reviews come in, you already kind of lost that honeymoon period. And now you're just like any other Joe Schmo who's just on the Amazon search, you know, uh, results. So it's really, really hard nowadays. And because it's a catch 22, you need reviews in order to sell well in order to sell well, you need, you know, so it, it's, it's yeah. really hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, an idea I came up with, and I, I mentioned this by my speech, I'm not sure if you were able to catch up on it because I was really shooting a lot of information over there. Um, one idea I came up with is that um, launch your product FBM, right? So, so what we've done, we've done research that the honeymoon period really takes into account once it hits FBA. So that's really one, like once the day hits FBA, that's when you have to hit the ground running. So launch your product FBM, do some PPC, you know, push it um, here and there, do your friends and family, whichever way you want, get like five or 10 reviews. Once you have five or 10 reviews, now ship it to FBA, and then you're getting your full honeymoon period with five or 10 five-star reviews, which is amazing and unheard of, because now you can hit the ground running, you have a whole bunch of reviews, and you're fresh. You have a fresh start, and it's, it's, really, it's really magical and crazy on, on the how that could work. Um, so that's, that's kind of the idea that I, what I would do personally when it comes to launching a product now in 2023. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would you do? Tell me more about that in regards to like PPC, you know, do you see PPC being a big component then when you are launching and, and why? Yeah, hundred percent. So Amazon, first of all, they want your money They're just to keep it short and simple. Um, they want to see that you're spending money and then they give you more placement. Whether you like it or not, that's really the truth. Um, besides that, it, it does collect a lot of data and a lot of keyword data that could show Amazon. Really the honeymoon period, everyone has different like you know, um, like ideas on what it is and what, what, it, what it isn't. It's really a time where Amazon's collecting data on your listing. So they're going to show you more. They're going to give you the benefit of the doubt, so to speak, to put you in the front and say, hey, it's, when we put it on the front page for this keyword, is it converting? Is it not? So that's when it's collecting data. So that's why you want to be really careful um, on launching in the right way and not just putting it in. You know, we have a lot of times people say, I'm just going to launch my product uh, with like white background images, no graphics, no anything whatsoever. And then like, once it picks up, I'll invest money. And I'm like, dude, that's like the biggest mistake you can possibly do is because within those first 30 days, that's when Amazon's collecting all your data. If you're just getting clicks with no conversions, that's that's really going to kill your listing in this instance because Amazon wants to see that you're at least getting the clicks. At least you're getting something. And if your listing isn't good and it's not converting, you're really going to kill your listing. Yeah. So is that a component then when you're running PPC campaigns that you're evaluating the conversion rate from those? And what does a good conversion rate look like then? Honestly, I don't have a set number because people ask me all the time and I don't know. And we don't even do PPC, but I just, what I could tell you, it's a very big factor. And even if you're just doing a little bit PPC a day, um, just to show Amazon, A, you're spending and B, like you just have some kind of like movement there. Um, that's important. But also my main idea for running PPC is so you could pick up organic sales and then through those organic sales, hopefully get some reviews out of it. That, that was my idea whenever I say PPC. Okay. Yeah. Fascinating. That makes sense. <laughs> Let's go back to, you mentioned launching your product first via FBM. 
and that you're saying that the honeymoon period doesn't really start until it goes into FBA. So my question with that is, you know, I guess you have data to back that up. Is that true? Yeah, we've we've tested it out and we've saw that once it hits FBA and it's available to be shipped, then that's when Amazon's going to start pushing your listing. Right now, if it's FBM, they're not going to push your listing. They want, they want to show the results, which all the people that they can click and order right now, and it's going to get to them in two days or less. Okay. So when you launch via FBM, is your conversion rate lower during that time because people aren't, being, aren't able to get their product in two days, right? Probably would be lower, yes, because everyone looks for that Prime badge where they can just order and get it. You get spoiled. Even me, like, I get spoiled, like, Whenever I see something that's even like free day shipping now from like a regular website, <laughs> like you're like, no, I want room two days, you know? Yep. Yep. So, but you're saying that Amazon disregards all of the FBM da- data, right? So if you're live on FBM for, let's say, two to three weeks, and then you go to FBA, you're saying that Amazon isn't looking at that historical data where you do have a lower conversion rate. Not as much. I would say the main thing, like what we've seen is like once it hits FBA, that's when, you know, we see the honeymoon kind of take into effect. That's what we've seen. Again, there's no real data. There's no like something Amazon comes in and even says, I don't even think Amazon even talks about the honeymoon period. This is all things that people come together. So there's no, there's no set data, but based on our experience, we've seen that once it hits FBA, that's kind of the golden time, you know, that, that we've seen. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, so why don't you share maybe a couple case studies of brands that you've worked with or products? You don't have to share specific names, but mm-hmm. people that came to you guys, they wanted to launch a new product. Tell us about the process you walked them through and what were the results that people saw? For sure. So there are a lot of different, every, for every category, we always come up with a different strategy, uh, you know, based on their being competitive and not competitive. Um, I will just, I'm trying to think like which one specifically that I could like, think on top of my mind. Um, or for example, the, the supplement brand. Sun supplements could be really competitive. But when, and I always say when it comes to supplements, once you, once you do your marketing and your, and, and your branding and you have the right strategy, then you can be really good you know, in, in that kind of field. So they approached us with a brand new product. It was, um, I don't know if I should say exactly because I respect their privacy, but it was a supplement which is in a pretty competitive field. But they had a more premium um, version of it. So, well, first of all, it's harder because they wanted to charge a lot more than everyone else. So, what my idea was is to really go strong on the graphics, on on the infographics, A plus content, um, to kind of display that this is a more premium product and explain why. Um, so, we've done a very good job at doing that because we've gotten feedback from regular shoppers and regular people. So, just to add in, um, one of the things that I've created. Um, back when I worked at the other company, and I still have it now, is a shopper network, right? So when, whenever we wanted to do a launch, we have a whole network of people where we can tell them, hey, buy this product, and then they'll buy it, and then you know, we'll, we'll reimburse them or why not. So part of having that, you know, that um, network was really, really like, big for us where we can go back to them and ask them for feedback um, based on what they think. So it's kind of the same idea as PickFu. Uh, and we even use PicFu now, but like even before PicFu kind of became a thing, we were always just doing this on like, hey, which image do you think is better? Which one would you click on and why? So that's the idea. So kind of going back to the case study. So we, we've done a lot of research and kind of launched it the right way where we brought this product to market. 
Um, and you have, really have to edu educate the consumer. So we were really strong in the graphics, um, displaying it properly, even the main image and whatnot. Um, and then we started with a lot of outside traffic. And that's a whole other discussion which we could have, which is yeah. what Amazon looks for nowadays is 100% outside traffic. So our approach was to do whatever I mentioned before, is to gather a couple of reviews, um, also through Vine and whatnot. Um, okay. Once the okay. reviews were there, we really hit the ground running, generating sales, showing Amazon consistency that every day we're getting sales with specific keywords and building that up. So I, a lot, many people have this idea of doing 300 giveaways within eight days and they think it's going to launch your product. Amazon's not stupid. Amazon knows that eight, eight, within eight days yeah. you're selling 300 yeah. products and then day nine you're selling 20. You know, it, right. it doesn't, doesn't make sense. Well, what we did was more of an organic approach that was more long-term. And this is okay. kind of what we do for launches now is, is um, we do more of like a 15 or 30 day um, kind of idea where every day we're doing five to 10 pieces, but we're spread, we're doing that for 30 days in a row. So Amazon sees a consistency. So um, let's say with this product, it's obviously not a collagen, but let's say we do collagen. So you want yeah. to kind of target those keywords. So we will do five sales a day with the, you know, that keyword collagen um, and then every single day for 30 days, and then Amazon sees kind of that consistency, and it's not that they, it was just for eight days, and then you got your little, you know, time to shine, and then you're going back down. So that yeah. was one of the big things, part of our strategy was doing that, and on top of that, doing outside traffic, um, combining it together. So Amazon sees, hey, you're getting traffic off of Amazon, it's going on to Amazon, and you're getting these conversions through these sales that we're able to generate, um, and both of those, both of those together were, we're pumping them up all the way to the first page and actually staying there because we thought of a more of a long-term strategy as opposed to a short-term, like do this and, you know, and like get there within a couple of days and then you fall back down. Makes sense. Makes sense. So to make sure I'm clear on your strategy, you're reaching out to your shopper network to generate those five sales a day over, you know, 15 to 30 days. Right. So it's a prolonged steady influx is that correct exactly five a day for 15 to 30 days at minimum we have clients now that do for 180 days like they just keep okay. it rolling because they see that the long term is the way to go and not just yep. doing a short launch and then just falling and then that uh, honestly just ruins your listing okay and then you're also driving external traffic separate from the the shoppers list right 100 percent. yeah that that's that's also what's like the, the cherry on top of the cake because that works. That works really, really well. Amazon likes it. They're rewarding for it. Okay. And then your sellers are conducting their own PPC as well to kind of boost the product at that time. Yeah. Is that right? Mm -hmm. They're doing their own PPC as well. Yeah. A lot of the times, which what we found, it, which is really interesting, was we'll do, we'll have our shoppers, obviously, usually they don't, but we'll tell them to purchase through the sponsored ad. And then mm -hmm. Amazon sees that, you know, first of all, it lowers your e cost. And second of all, they see great results. And Amazon sees that there's a lot of conversion coming through your PPC. So that's another cool strategy, another cool idea that we've done and, and people see great results with. Cool. Let's talk more about that shopper network. Now, I yeah. know Amazon came out with, you know, the uh, they, they don't want rebates, right? They, they've been pretty clear with that in their terms of service last year. Um, tell me more about that, Mark. And, you know, how do brands, you know, kind of navigate selling to their own list, giving them promotions, but not, you know, breaching those terms of service. And, you know, what's been your experience with that? 
So, yeah, it's been, like I said in the beginning, a lot of things have changed. Before, you were literally straight up a lot of just pay people to do things, and now you're not. Um, so, first of all, we don't solicit any reviews at all. We, our network is clean. These are people who are buying garbage bags and, and laundry detergents, and then they're also buying your product. So that's a huge difference. Yeah. Amazon has a trust score for each buyer. They see someone just, you know, buying a whole bunch of products every single day that makes no sense, um, you know, like iPhone charger and collagen and, and random, you know, random products. They, they know. They know when people are just buying random products and also reviewing half of them, their trust score is very low, as opposed to people who are just buying everyday essentials and they're also buying your product. That's the main difference is that we're not soliciting any reviews. We're not asking them to do any shady links and, you know, like trying to manipulate the searches. We're simply doing a sales promotion where they're just purchasing their product. We're not like pushing them to do anything shady. So at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with that. Men, many people do it and you have your own, there's nothing wrong with running a promotion off of Amazon. And that's kind of what we're doing. Um, and that, that's the main important part. Um, also, we're not just like doing, like I said before, 500 sales within a couple of days and then stopping it. You know, we're just yeah. doing regular yeah. promotion. And at the end of the day, no matter what anyone wants to say, that is always going to work because nothing could compare to a real sale. Yeah. You, know, you can try yeah. to do many workarounds, but at the end of the day, a sale is a sale. And if you, like I said before, if you know how to touch the points on the algorithm and know what Amazon's looking for, and you're you're checking off all those boxes, then yeah, if you do it the right way, you're going to get great results with it. Yeah, makes 100% sense. I'm interested in asking you, Mark, how big is that list? And the reason I ask is because for our own business, we have a list of 30,000 people that we have their email address. We also have them on our text list as well. But I like this approach of instead of, you know, day one from launch, I reach out to all 30,000 people on our list and try to send them to our new product. Instead, maybe saying, all right, every day, you know, I reach out to a thousand people, right? Over 30 days. And then we're yeah. generating, you know, a few sales from those thousand instead of a big mass of people coming in all at once. So exactly. tell me, you know, how big is your list and like how big should people's list be in order to be able to generate five sales a day for 30 days plus? For sure. So our network is over 50,000 shoppers and we're growing every single day. And that, that's been great. But even besides that, I always, always, always preach this. And I always say this is so important to build your list. It's so important because you can launch for free. You can just run some random sales promotions um, and you can be getting real organic sales just by that. That's A. B, Amazon sees their return shoppers and it shows loyalty to your store and you get credit for that too. Um, mm -hmm. And on top of that, you get a lot of frequently bought together, um, you know, from your products and similar products. And there's really, really a lot of benefits when it comes to building. Yeah. I mean, Let's let's dive into that then real quick. How do you recommend brands um, build their list then? It's really hard. It's really, really <laughs> hard. There was one service which um, I discovered more recently. I, I've been always saying this strategy and idea to build your list, and then I found that there's a company that does it called Post Purchase Pro. I'm nice. sure you heard about them. Yeah. Yep. Um, so they've been really good at doing that. And they, in the beginning, they started – they were – doing it just for a couple of clients and they charge $10,000 a month, which even makes sense because there's so much work involved. And now they like, I, I spoke with them. I'm like, Hey, this is a really good idea. I've been wanting to build this myself, but you guys already build it out. Um, so they said, they, they're like, like, no problem for anyone who works with you. will cut down the price, like $1,000 or even less than that um, wow. per month. But 
that in itself is such a powerful tool and I can't even stress that enough. And this is really not even a plug. This is just, you ask me and this is really what I find to be working. And this is what I find to be that ROI positive, especially in the long run, building a brand, not just having one product and saying, Hey, um, this is people who will return and buy from you in the future. Yeah. I love that. I know, you know, I heard uh post purchase pro speak, at a recent conference as well. And so I think they'd be fun podcast guests to have on here and share some of those strategies because they, they call, they call it, you know, you need to have a mafia offer, right? Where the offer is so good that you can't pass up, you know, joining their list to claim that free offer. And they have some great strategies. So I think that's something that we'll we'll dive into with them, but happy to hear that uh, you've seen success using their strategies. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go back to, so we've talked about our shoppers list and let's dive into the external traffic piece now. So where are you diving the, driving the external traffic from, Mark? So, okay, I'm, I'm going to go back to the kind of in middle of those chopper network and outside traffic, and then okay. I'll go to outside traffic. Because there's one more thing I want to add. Okay. So another thing we did recently, so I, I remember I told you in the beginning that Amazon looks for when people engage with your listing and how long they're on your listing for, et cetera, et cetera. So what we did was we developed um, a very different strategy that works really, really well, which is kind of combining both of those together, the sales and rebates, right, kind of the sales promotion, and also having people engage with your listing. So what do we do? Um, they're called um, survey sales. So we'll have, let's say, same idea. Let's say you need 10 people a day, 20 people a day for whatever days to purchase your product. So we'll find people who want to take a survey and we'll send them to your listing, right? Um, they'll go on your listing, search it up, and they will engage with your listing without them even knowing it because we're, we can ask them up to like three or four, maybe even five questions and say, hey, tell me what you notice about this product. Whenever you search this keyword, right? Who stands out to you and why? Um, so we're able to get a lot of these feedback from them um, about just in general, the search results, about your listing in specific. Oh, is there anything that's not clear to you? Is there anything that is clear to you? What else do you want to know? These kind of ideas, right? So A, you're getting raw, good feedback from real shoppers who would actually purchase your product. That's A. B, which is really underrated, keep, keep this in mind. They're going and searching for products organically on their own because they really want to figure out and, and, and answer these survey questions. On top of that, they're going to your reviews, they're going to your images, because we're asking them questions saying, hey, go on these images and tell us what you think. And in the meantime, Amazon views it as they're engaging with your listing, they're engaging with your reviews and your infographics and all your kind of stuff. And the effect of that is like crazy compared to just doing sales alone. Sales alone obviously works, but now keep in mind that they're engaging with your listing. So this is something newer, which I haven't even touched upon or spoke about even recently, because we've been trying it and testing it out, and we've seen great results with it because we're really, like, that's exactly what Amazon wants to see. They want to see that someone's going, searching the results, going on the listing, engaging with it, adding it to cart, and then purchasing it, literally uh, uh, mimicking an organic sale, maybe even more than an average shopper. Um, So that's been, yeah, that's been pretty crazy. (laughs) That's amazing. I've never heard about that before. So you guys are hearing it first. Mark just dropped a knowledge bomb on all of us. So, um, Mark, tell me more about this survey. So with this survey, are you asking them to purchase the product at the end of the day? Um, Talk to me more through that. So, yeah, it's the same idea as we're doing a rebate, but it's not really a rebate. You know, we're not asking for any reviews or anything. 
pressing to complete the survey, and at the end, they're going to purchase the product. So in okay. exchange for their time, we're giving them a free product. Okay, uh, but a different free product, not the one that they purchased? No, the one that they purchased. The one that they purchased, okay. What is this listing? So tell me kind of, can you give more details like about this survey? Like how do you approach the audience, um, you know, that you're sending so, this to? What do you What do you tell them so that they are like, excited and yes they want to go complete the survey because you're asking a lot right yeah so some things i can't really reveal because that's our secret and special sure, sauce. sure. um no but what, nowadays surveys have become really popular so we kind of jumped onto that trend because a lot of people see that they make money from surveys so we've kind of jumped out there and said hey um this takes x amount of time um this is a survey and you'll get a free product in exchange for your time that's kind of simply put Obviously, some products are harder. No one wants to review, not review. No one wants to give feedback on a supplement. And, you know, some products are harder. Some products are easier. But at the end of the day, this is the idea where we're having these people saying, hey, give us a couple minutes of your time and we can give you a free product in exchange. And all they're doing is ask, answering questions like a focus group. And, and yeah. even besides the whole ranking and all that stuff, honestly, their feedback we've seen has been really, really good because so the supplement, I, we did, we implemented this for the supplement brand I spoke about earlier, okay. and we like, and it's for me and us that we designed the listing. I'm like, okay, this is good feedback. So one person said, "Does it have an aftertaste?" And I was, I was like, "Wow, we really touched on every point." But I, I forgot to mention that no, it doesn't have any aftertaste. But as an avid shopper, they, that's what they keep in mind. But for me, we've been so involved in creating the listing, I didn't think like, "Wow, yeah, we should maybe mention about that." There's no aftertaste. So the, the, the raw data in itself is worth it. And on top of that, you're getting crazy ranking power. That's, <laughs> it's like explosion, you know? <laughs> yeah, I love that. That is a great, great information to share. So thanks for sharing that with our podcast. I, yeah, you heard it first, it everybody. The first time I spoke about it. I didn't even speak about, it about the event or anything. This is really the first time I'm really speaking out about it. I love it. Do you feel like there's, you know, in terms of the terms of service with Amazon, do you feel like it's, you know, kind of gray area or do you feel like, no, this is a very clean strategy no, from your perspective? Strategy. I feel like this is a very clean strategy. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Now let's go back to the external traffic then. Yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to external traffic, there's a couple of different um, priority levels where uh, that Amazon takes into account. So, Facebook uh, is considered cheap traffic because okay. anyone just run a Facebook app. Um, what you want to do is go after the high priority traffic, which is an example like Google Ads. We've, I've been speaking about that for a long time, and no one was able to actually implement it. But there are soft. There is one main software which I really stand behind because I see it work. Um, that kind of converts Google traffic onto Amazon, where you can make Google Ads, and it shows that Amazon's the one advertising it. And when people search different things on Google. They click on the Amazon and it'll bring you bring it to your either storefront or page or whatnot. Um, and Amazon just for getting the traffic alone rewards you big time, especially which is like a no brainer. Yeah, it's a no brainer as is, but it's a real big no brainer um, is that Amazon gives you the ten percent uh, brand referral bonus um, now. So it's literally like it's almost free to do such a thing, you know? Yeah. So what is that software then that you've been using for? Google Ads. It's Amped. Have you ever heard of Amped? A-M-P-D? We have, and we actually had Tyler Gregg on the podcast earlier. <laughs> so he shared a lot of in-depth strategies of, about running Google Ads. So uh, 
Mark, is it primarily for your external traffic? Is it 100% through Google or are you doing Pinterest? Not 100%. Exactly. So it's not 100%, but I would say it's over 50% because it works and it's not saturated. It's not like everyone's just doing it. Like, you know, back in the day, did people did uh, many chatbots. So it's yeah. not that, not that idea. It's not like that, you know, shady or, or cheap traffic. It's yeah. real, like, you know, pure traffic from um, outside and from Google, which is, which is converts well. So it's good for ranking and it's also good for organic sales as well. So that's why I really like it. But other ones are, um, so another thing I spoke about is Pinterest traffic. And mm. I've also spoke about this like around a year and a half, two years ago. And people looked at me like, I'm, I'm bonkers. Like, what are you talking about? Pinterest is like where you go for like, you want to make like a bridal shower and you get some ideas, you know, like, yeah. no, like Pinterest, but it's underrated. And after I spoke about it, people really started implementing and saying that the, the, the ads there are really, really cheap, especially coming to Facebook and Instagram. Um, so it's really cheap ads and the traffic is really high and, 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 and good quality traffic and Amazon likes it. So people started doing Pinterest ads and also getting bloggers to write um, Pinterest posts um, about your product, which is evergreen because it's always going to stay there. It's not like an ad that once you run out of your budget, it's not there. Yeah, I like that idea about using bloggers then that can write up about your product and then even link your product to Amazon then, correct? Yeah, exactly. Awesome. So with the external traffic, what type of return on ad spend are you seeing there? And especially when you're first launching a product, are you just considering, hey, our A cost might be 200% here, but we know it's going to be worth it? Or, you know, are you actually seeing profitability on the front end from some of those ads? So I spoke to someone about this literally the other day, and I told them that I don't even look at any of that data, which I know it sounds a little interesting. But I'm not doing it for the organic sales. I'm doing it because I know Amazon's looking for outside traffic. And for me, it's, hey, I'm spending 500 bucks and I'm getting the outside traffic. I'm not looking like how many sales did it bring me. A lot of times I won't even connect the attributions together, which really sounds crazy because I just want that traffic. And if, if it's easier to just set up an account and get the Google ads and just drive the traffic right away and I could do it, I'll do it because I know the value of it. Um, and it's really important rather than, you know, obviously, yes, set of the attributions and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just proving my point that it's important, and I don't even look at the at that kind of data specifically because I'm just using more for the traffic rather than the sales and how they convert. But long term, I would definitely. <laughs> so you're yeah. you don't really care about the conversion rate at all from the external traffic, and I think I've heard from other people that Amazon looks at external traffic and your conversion rate there completely separately it doesn't get factored into your amazon ranking per se did it very well and that's really what it is and that's kind of where i try to explain to people that as long as you're getting that outside traffic amazon loves it and also keep in mind once these people go to amazon you know why they love it so much because they get to retarget the the heavens out of them and and go purchase other products and amazon just getting free leads at that point you know what i mean so yeah. that's where they really really love it because once they go on their website they, they accept the cookies. They're going to be retargeted at like no tomorrow. So yeah, that's very true. So Amazon can do the retargeting for you, which I think is an important aspect. Exactly. Um, yeah, so that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother discussion on ball game, but yeah, that's kind of, uh, that's what they do. <laughs> yep. Um, with that then, so when you're driving external traffic, do you try to drive them to the detail page 
or do you end up creating a kind of a detail page on your storefront so that you're able to remove competitors and it's just your own storefront? I know when I talked to Tyler Gregg at Amped, you know, he had kind of recommended like creating, recreating the detail page, but on your own store page so that it's all 100% yours. But from your experience, do you recommend one or the other? So for sales, I would do that option that you just said. And I, I spoke with him about it, actually. And I also saw that they, they started speaking more about that idea. Um, and, yeah, that, I think that's a really good idea. So that way they don't get distracted and buy anyone else. Um, but I, I would say that's more like whenever you're focusing on organic sales, I would do that idea. But whenever we're doing the outside traffic, it's as long as even just getting to your product detail page from Google, there's so much power there then that's what we're looking for. But yes, for a long-term goal and strategy, I would do, the, you know, removing all the competitors and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Awesome. Great feedback. All right, Thank Mark, you. that was a ton of value. Thanks for <laughs> walking us through launching sure. a product. Let's, let's spend a little bit of time on how do you re-rank a product that's been around for two to three years, right? Maybe it started out really good. It was ranked on the first page consistently, but now over time competitions came in. Maybe the brand owner hasn't paid a lot of attention to that product. What, what are some of the steps a seller should be taking to revitalize, resurrect uh, a dead ASIN, so to speak? There's, a, there's so much that goes involved into that. Um, so for example, there's one thing um, that you can do. Like, so let's say you have an ASIN and, this is more of like it died, but early, you know, where, yeah. where let's say you have like negative reviews, but you have like 2,000 pieces in stock, or like let's say you have problems with it, we still yeah. have a whole bunch of stock and you don't want to do a removal order. There is um, a tool called or a company called um, ASINDoctor.com or ASINDoctor, whatever. Um, and what they do is something pretty interesting, pretty cool. They will um, transfer your inventory within Amazon from a, um, listing A to listing B. So you'll make a new listing and then you'll shut your first listing down and then they transfer all your inventory to a new listing and it removes all the reviews, it removes all the BSR, it removes all the listing content. So you have a brand new fresh listing with your full inventory in stock in FBA without having to create a removal order or relabel any product. Wow. Yeah, so that, that's been pretty big because a lot of people got like infringements or they got a whole bunch of negative reviews even from their competitor and they just launched and so that, that they found that tool really helpful. Um, when it comes to relaunching a product at two or three years old, it's doable, but very, very hard. So I would basically say in short that all the strategies I mentioned with outside traffic and sales and promotions, doing that times two, like on steroids, really going all at it. Obviously not overnight. <laughs> you know, you can sell, yeah. you sell like, they're like 10 pieces a day for the past couple of years and then all of a sudden you're you know, doing 50 or 100. That's, don't do that. Um, start it off slow, but ramp it up where you're going to be doing a lot more outside traffic um, and you're going to be seeing a lot more success there. Another thing that you can unofficially do, which I'm going to say for your listeners because they will understand this a little bit better, is that you can make a duplicate listing on Amazon of the same exact product. You're going to copy the title, bullet points, description, all the backing keywords, the main image, infographics, basically an exact duplicate with a new UPC. You're going to wait a little bit, and then you're going to create a case of Amazon to merge the new product, um, sorry, the old product into the new product, right? So you're going to merge those two products together. Mm -hmm. Then what happens? Amazon views the ASIN as a brand new ASIN within their system. You get the honeymoon. But mm -hmm. 
since you merged it together, you keep all your reviews. So it's really gaining that honeymoon period um, and kind of gaining everything from scratch again, and your inventory is also still there. But in Amazon System, this is a brand new ASIN. So this is a, has been a real big hack. I know a lot of people started using this more recently, so you have to really push with Amazon's customer support to do that merge for you, but it works. Yeah. No, I've, <laughs> I've heard of that one as well. These are some great actionable tips and strategies that people can implement. So would you ever recommend then just kind of like if if your product is two to three years old, it, it's probably best just to start possibly with a fresh listing, especially if maybe it's been a four-star product and there's a way that you could possibly, you know, correct some of those negative reviews. Is it best to just say, hey, we're going to relaunch this thing with the new ASIN, even starting over from scratch with zero reviews? Is that something you would recommend or not so much? Like if it's, it's better like, to keep the reviews. Like four, so if it's a four-star product but leaning towards 3.7, then I would do something like that. But if it's like a four-star product, it just needs a little bit of help. I wouldn't completely reset it, to be honest with you. Um, speaking about reviews, there has been a software that's been really cool, and they're not even public yet, but I've been involved with consulting with them and helping them out to kind of bring it to light. Um, it's a really, really cool software that's unheard of, and no one has such a thing as far as I know. Um, what they did was they created an AI, right? They created like a, a software machine learning where they fed this AI um, all the Amazon terms of services. So and then what happens? They would basically scrape your ASIN and download all your reviews and all the content. They would then upload this to the AI, and then the AI basically, you ask and say, um, which reviews are against the Amazon Terms of Services? You would come and spit back and saying, based on our knowledge of the Amazon Terms of Services, X amount of these reviews, these 100 reviews, are all against Amazon Services, Terms of Services. This is why, and this is how you can get it. So then mm -hmm. what they'll do is they'll make a case with Amazon and say, hey, this review goes against this terms of service, and this is why. Please remove the review, and they can actually get reviews removed that way, which is literally insane. And the, the crazy part is that as the more reviews they remove, the AI gets stronger with the data and knowing, hey, Amazon accepted this reason, but not this reason. It's been a really, really cool software, which really it's it's not even public. Like if you go on their website, like nothing's there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I've been involved with them, and it's really, really cool. Um, and I can share that with your podcast yeah. as well. Let's, um, yeah, I, I think it's just an email address, right? Because I think I heard that on the so you, yeah. Yeah, so you saw on the on the, so that was um, yeah. So the, the, if you email them, the, you can you can get in touch with them. That's the only way. I know that they're really picky on who they're accepting to be part of their first round. Because, A, you need a, a nice amount of reviews in order to get yeah. results. Um, and, B, they want to yeah, show you results. So that's been that. I know So that this is why it's more relevant to your audience because you need a lot of I think you need a minimum of 500 reviews, not on one ASIN, just across all your ASINs in total, which is very easy, um, yeah. you know, for the hero products and whatnot. So as long as you have 500 reviews across all your ASINs um, in total, then I think that you know, they, they would uh, be open to working with you and, and kind of giving you access to this, which is really, really cool, unheard of. I, I'm, I told them, I'm like, you really need to, like, push your your um, your minimum quantity to much less because you're not going to get any, you know, attractive people. But they kind of know the power of what they have, and, and they really want to build it up before they bring it out to the public. So 
that's a really, really cool thing that I really stand behind. And I've seen my clients use it with success. So I'm happy about that. That That's great to hear. Can we share that email on the podcast then? For your yeah, for your audience that they understand the value A and B that they could fit that criteria much easier. I think that would make sense. Um, what's you, what's the email uh, then, Mark? Let me okay, just a sec. Yeah, you, while he looks that up, yes, it. I I have heard of this service as well. I learned about it at Sell and Scale. It was also on the Post Purchase Pro um, podcast just this last week that came out. So. It was fresh on my mind as well. It's, you know, it's not a black magic or a black hat tactic per se. So you don't need to be worried about that. I even mentioned that it's 100% white hat. Like, it's not like yep. shady ways and everything. Yep. Um, yeah, sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. <laughs> that's, that's I think, the important thing to state, though, is, like, this yeah. is all white hat. And that's one thing that's important to me, like, I want to go to sleep at night and not have to worry that when I wake up in the morning, Amazon's finally caught on to something I've been doing and now my account's <laughs> gone. Right. So exactly. I think that's important to distinguish here. So Mark, were you able to find that? Yeah. I pulled out the email. So it's a funny name. It's very cute. So it's uglyfeedback.com. But if you go on the website, nothing's there. So you would have to email them at hi at uglyfeedback.com. That's what it is. And then I, I think you could, if they mentioned probably they came from here or they know, you know, so it's more of a legitimate kind of inquiry, but I mean, yeah. that would make sense. But that, that's some, something really cool um, and very new that no one has on the market yet. That's, that's fantastic. Um, Mark, this has been amazing. You've shared <laughs> a lot of knowledge with me. My mind's already expanded. I've got some <laughs> notes, some takeaways for our team already. Um, but Mark, what I like to do before we sign off and I ask you my three final questions that I like to ask everybody, I like to give my listeners, um, I like to kind of sum up what we learned today with three actionable strategies that people can go and implement in their business today. So here are the three takeaways that I noted, Mark. Let me know if I'm missing something. Number one, when you're launching a new product, I think driving external traffic from multiple sources are going is going to be your key, especially in the world of 2023 that we're living in right now. Um, you need to be able to obtain an audience that you've been able to develop, right? Like building an audience has probably got to be your action step number one, to be honest with you. Um, and if you need help with that, um, Kevin King's episode uh, here on the podcast. You can go check that out. That was released on October 25th of 2022. You can go check out that episode. Um, he talked a lot about, you know, inserts and how to obtain a list off of Amazon. Um, and then you also mentioned here on the podcast today, Mark, uh, Post Purchase Pro is a service that people could reach out to to help them kind of formulate their product insert strategy, creating a mafia offer that people are excited to yeah. join your list. So I would say that's probably action step number one is you've got to build an audience. Action sure. step number two is then kind of leveraging your audience, your shoppers list in combination with external traffic. And what I love, I think the big knowledge bomb that you dropped here for us today, Mark, is that you don't have to just use your shoppers list or your audience 
to just, you know, run a promotion and say, hey, my product's 20% off. Go buy it today. What you're doing is you're implementing surveys in coordination with that. So it's asking a little bit more from your audience. And I think you're only doing this with specific people, but you have them go through, do a survey. They're looking at the images, the videos. They're spending time on your listing, which is what Amazon wants to see. And then they're ultimately converting. And so it's providing a lot of ranking juice for you. And then outside of that, you're generating external traffic and you're doing this over a prolonged period of time. I think long gone are the days like you mentioned of, hey, I'm going to drive a lot of traffic over the next seven days and then we're going to stay ranked here for the next forever. Right. Like you're saying 30 days and beyond and some of your clients are doing it for 180 days. Correct. Yeah, exactly. And then I would say our third takeaway is that if you have an old product, an old listing that maybe needs a little bit more life uh, rejuvenated into it. um, Mark shared a lot of different actions that you can take. Um, You could utilize the service of ASIN doctor to kind of, merge that into a brand new ASIN. Um, You could also create or duplicate that ASIN and go through seller support to kind of merge that as well and experience a new honeymoon period. Or if your reviews are, you know, 3.7 or below, it might be time to reconsider just relaunching from scratch. But with, with revitalizing an older product, you need to double your efforts compared to, um, you know, a new product that you've just launched. So I think that's great feedback that everybody should take away from this. And then we also talked about, you know, using that uh, new feedback service or review service that can help you um, remove those reviews that customers leave that are against terms of service because they're including, you know, maybe it's foul language. Uh, maybe they're talking about, you know, things that they can't be talking about in that review and that AI um, will find those for you, help you open up cases and get those reviews removed. Mark, is that a fair summary of our conversation today? <laughs> a fair short summary, yes. Spoke about a lot of things today. We we did. You sh- you shared a lot of knowledge, so I appreciate that. Um, Mark, sure. let's let's get into the final questions here. Uh, what's been the most influential book for you, and why? So I'm not even much of a reader, but um, Never Split the Difference was something that someone recommended me. And it was actually one of my clients who were doing the large, large numbers. And he said that this is something you have to read. And I really like I'm not a reader for books. Like I just it's not me. You know, I read it and it just opened your mind to like think different ways. So that was that was interesting. Awesome. That I have not read that one personally, but I'll have to add that to the list. Yeah. Yeah. To your list. Um, what is your favorite productivity tool or or resource and why? Um, hmm, I'm just trying to think because there's so many tools out there <laughs> that you can possibly, um, you know, possibly utilize and use. Um, I mean, I know this is like kind of like a classic one, but any task management tool where you can kind of have everything in front of you is, is very good. But I'm going to go and you're really not going to expect this answer, but my paper and pen at the end of the day, I feel like that's my favorite tool because I could just write it down and I'm like old fashioned like that. Like I literally, like I could show you, like I have all my, all my things on like a simple paper and pad and I have it in front of me, I'm organized and I like it that way. So 
Yeah, task management tools are good, but I honestly use paper and pen. So it's a little bit of a different answer, but that's the truth. <laughs> Hey, I love it to to each their own. And I've been taking a lot of notes uh, with pen and paper here today. Yeah, exactly. Uh, last question. Who is someone that you admire or respect the most in the e-commerce space that our listeners should be paying attention to and following? There are so many people. I'm like, I'm scared if I say one and not the other, because there really are a lot of people out there who could provide very good information. Um, on top of my mind, I mean, I really, really, like, I recommend a lot of people. Like, I think Kevin King comes to my mind real quick because he really caters to all audiences of people who are just starting out and people who are literally doing eight figures on Amazon. So I respected him a lot, and I still do, because he was able to cater to that. And anytime I have people knocking on my door and saying, hey, I just want to sell on Amazon and whatnot, it's not, you know, our ideal person who we work with. Um, I say you definitely should check out um, Kevin King because I think he has a lot to offer. He's very clear and, and also no bogus. A lot of times, a lot of these people give you a course and then you have to buy another $1,000 or $5,000 and all that kind of stuff. So I'm really yeah. not about that. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm about the transparency. So I feel like that's a very important point. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Kevin King is a great resource. Again, we had him on the podcast previously as well. So guests should, should go check out that episode. Um, Mark, nice. today's conversation has been amazing. Um, Tell us more about House of AMZ. What are the services that you offer? Um, and tell you know our audience how they could reach out to you. And I think you also have a special offer that you wanted to share with our audience. For sure. So we do more like marketing and SEO. So all the listing creation, design, optimization, uh, creative, like all that kind of stuff is what we do. We also help with like launching products with these rebates and everything that I um, that I mentioned. Uh, in our very own way. So it's not like a copy and paste. We're really involved with every project and everything that we do. Um, the special offer was, I think we gave two, but I don't remember, but I will give two. Um, yeah. There's one that your your first launch will be 50% off. So you can totally try um, and see like, you know, what we're talking about in regards to launching your product is it's 50% off. And then if the, your listeners want to, um, also optimize your listings. We will give them an extra 15% off of any package that we have as well. Amazing. And where, where should people go to claim these offers or to reach out to so, you? Yeah, for sure. Very simple. It's very easy to remember. AmazonSEO.com. It can't get any more simple than that. <laughs> exactly. That's what we do. And, and yeah, so you can find us there. We're also on LinkedIn, but uh, we are House of AMZ. Awesome. Mark, thanks so much for your time today. I definitely encourage our listeners to go check you out, but thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. It was great being here today. Thank you for listening. Visit ecombreakthrough.com for more information. If you've enjoyed today's episode, the best way you can show your appreciation is by clicking the subscribe button and quickly leaving a review. See you again next time.